Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And welcome in, everybody, to Scout's Eye on Football. I am Chris Landry, continuing with our NFL Draft Series preview. I'm going to make sure that I silence the phone a little bit so we don't get disturbed. Um, we are previewing the AFC South. If you have been with us the past couple of days, um, those of you that join us each and every Wednesday at this time, uh, and we appreciate you doing so, we have been doing some special draft preview editions at 4 p.m. Central Time. Uh, we started that on Monday, did it yesterday, going to do it again today. Going to do it tomorrow and Friday. Um, and then we're going to do it next week. We are taking each division and breaking down the rosters of the teams. What's happening free agency? Kind of look at their draft capital, uh, look at options in each round, uh, just kind of give an overview. I mean, this is what the draft is all about it's about getting your team better, assessing where you are, and assessing as an organization, as a team, as a roster, um, those are, those are the things that we have to, to get done come draft time. So we're going to, we're going to do that and get you through. We're going to do the AFC South this morning. Uh, this afternoon, we're going to do the AFC West and that will finish the AFC Thursday. We will do NFC East Friday, NFC North, and then Monday, NFC South Tuesday, NFC West, uh, and we'll get you. We'll get you through that. We are also taking your questions in the chat room, um, so bring them on. We'll do that. A reminder that we have detailed inside the film room analysis of each and every team um, on the clock. Draft room strategy goes over in greater detail than we're able to get here. Then, of course, we have the complete scouting reports on everybody that's going to be drafted or undrafted. We're going to have all of those scouting, got all those scouting reports up for you. Check those out by position. Then we've got the draft boards. We've got the position boards, <clears throat> which is the vertical boards, and where the, um, the cutoff points are. And then we're going to have uh, we have the horizontal board, which is the best overall player. So that gives you the best view of the draft and understanding where the cutoff points are. As I see them, teams will see them differently. But that's really important to understand, I think, as we get through this draft process. Um, so you want to check that out if you're not yet a member of LandryFootball.com. Highly encourage you to do so today. Um, scouting season offer is still available for you. Check that out. Um, you know, it'll get you, let's say it's less than $10 a month. If you get the year membership, it's even cheaper than that. It'll get you this type of information. You can also, by the way, go back, click the free agency button and, and see kind of how players graded out in the league this past year and the free agent stuff. So it's, it's like having your own scouting apartment. You know, what are we going to do after the draft? We're going to work on getting through the college tape. Uh, first of all, getting you ready for an early look at the class of 2022 in the draft. 
we're going to start breaking down the rosters in the NFL now when the draft is over and college football, getting through all the college tapes. So it never stops for us. So you want to be involved at LandryFootball.com 12 months a year. The other thing that we wanted to mention to you to get out of the way, and I see that Fantasy Football 101 has made a return. Welcome back. Um, he is the guy you need to thank or, or, or blame, depending on your, your, uh, your circumstances. So we, doing a show last Tuesday night, <clears throat> the Football Film Room Show, and Fantasy Football 101 says, why don't you do a draft show? And the first thing is, well, you know, my first thing is, you know, been doing this 35 plus years. And most of the time, you know, I've been in the draft room um, as I've kind of gone more of a consultant role. It's been more virtual. That combines with the modern day technology of, you know, um, of of being able to do things virtually a little more. Um. We had COVID, obviously, that's making even more virtual. So I'm thinking, I can't do a draft show. I mean, I'm dealing with these texts, these DMs, the phone, you know, with the text. Not as much phone calls. It used to be a lot of phone calls, but just, you know, a lot of, it's a lot easier to do the text thing now for, you know, give and take. I said, I'm going to be dealing with all that. I can't do a draft show. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm too busy. I went to bed thinking about it. And I said, what? You know what? Never really thought about it. Let's do a draft show. Let's take the behind-the-scenes look, give an unvarnished look to the fans. Yeah, I, you know, some of the stuff that I really can't um, – Look, there's something that I have to deal with, and you know, I, 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 if it's a text and nobody's going to see it, or whatever. But I, but I'm going to be able to provide you much better information, a lot more information, I think, than just the package stuff that you're going to get on TV. So yeah, so I said, why not? Let's do it. It's going to be tiring. I don't know. You can imagine talking for I don't know seven, eight hours Thursday. Same Friday night, Saturday. Maybe tough. As long as the voice will handle it, I'll I'll do it. Um, but there'll be a lot of inter- it's going to be a different show. It's going to be different like this. We'll we'll have a theme. We'll have an idea on the show. But on the draft show, it's we know what it's about. It's reacting to the draft. What's coming up? What's next? What just happened? What's going on behind the scenes? What's the scuttlebutt? Whatever. Um, you guys join the chat room a lot. I, I encourage you. Draft night, do the chat room, but. I, I can't promise you that I'm going to be able to see it with nine other things going on at the same time. So we'll try to, we'll try to do that. Basically give you an unvarnished look a behind the scenes, look at at least my involvement um, in the draft. We'll react to the picks. We'll talk about it. Um, so, you know, I think those, that's going to be a lot of fun. So, uh, you got football fantasy one-on-one to thank for it um, because he came up with the idea. I mean, it's not like I didn't think about doing it. I just thought, well, you know, sometimes you just, you get so involved in something. It's good to know what people want and whether it's doable. Some people say, we'd like you to do it during the football season with all the games. Well, I can't do that because it, it takes a lot of concentrated effort to do this show, but uh, on the on the on the draft, but there are no games going on or anything. I can just deal with texts and DMs and talking about things and reacting to it. With games, it's tough enough to follow and chart and grade. You know, at least get a feel for six games and be talking to people and looking away. I can't look away from the screen, so it's a little bit tougher to do on those uh, during game day. But we may be able to work something out for. A specific game or what have you. We'll we'll see. We'll we'll address that at some point. Now we're on to the draft, and we're really excited about that. We're excited about uh, bringing you something that's a little unique. Hopefully, it won't flop, and you'll say, "God, Chris, this show sucks." Um, it's not going to be the 
smooth flowing, you know, let's go to this feature and that. And, oh, I think that, you know, it's going to be reactionary. It's going to be informative. It's going to be talking about what goes on. It may involved in certain situations. And I'll certainly try to do my best to inform without invading somebody's privacy, which I, I, I think and hope that that you'll respect that. And I, I know all of you folks will. Um, so we're going to get, we've gone through two divisions. Uh, I want to get to something off the top and I want to hit a couple of questions that you guys have brought up in the chat room. You will hear things and you're going to hear it even more and more the rest of this week and early next week. So the news yesterday was what's the what's the news? What's the what's the scuttlebutt? What's the the talk? The talk was, oh, by the way, Giants are interested in moving down. Oh, Carolina's fielding calls about moving down. Um whom else? Um the Dolphins. Yeah, they might move down. <clears throat> Folks, it, it, it's it's not that the information is inaccurate. <clears throat> Put it in context. Of course, you tell the media that, yeah, we absolutely are interested in fielding phone calls. We have, we certainly would consider moving down. You know, we certainly consider moving up. You float that out, particularly because you want other people to be aware you're open for business. It's a way to kind of get information out there. So, would the Dolphins be willing to move down? Well, maybe. They're not saying the picks for sale, but what if they've got two guys that they really like and they're gone? Well, then they quarterbacks there, somebody wants to move up, sure, they might be willing to move down. So you float that out there because you're floating that out there doesn't mean you're trying to do that. You're just kind of wanting to create some conversation in the league that, hey, be aware we might be willing to do it. Carolina is definitely in a we're open for business mode. So they're floating it out there. Hey, you know what? We've got some number of teams that have called. Well, you know what? Let's give them a call. Maybe we'll see. That's kind of how things are done. Um, the Giants never moved up, never moved down. That's not what you have to It might be willing to do. Why is that out there? Okay, it's okay. It's something to write about. I get it. You throw some a bone to Schefter or one of those guys. What you're doing is basically alerting other folks that you might be open for business, depending on circumstances, depending upon what your board looks like. As I've said before, depending on who's there, who's not there, who's not there, you might be willing to move down. Who's there, you might be willing to move up, or you might just be comfortable staying. But you want all options open. You want to have all options available to you come draft night. So you plant a lot of seeds. It does not necessarily. Um, indicative of what you're thinking the moves the wording it's basically using the media you know first of all the the teams are not concerned about what the fans think or who the fans think they're going to take to some degree you you may want to maybe prepare fans but that's not what it's about what it's about is to create a smoke screen because what the media puts out there all the other teams are going to hear so you definitely like to throw people off the scent of maybe what you'd like to do, or at least be vague. So if there's an assumption, if you're Miami and there's an assumption that you're going to take such and such a player, well, the one thing you'd like to try to put out there is that throw out another possibility, possibilities, because a if you, I told you the story last week, didn't I, about how people thought we were going to take Steve McNair and someone in our organization was 
was a little bit braggadocious about this and that and wanting to kind of self-promote. And, well, there was an assumption, a correct assumption, that we were going to draft Steve McNair. Well, what that does, it creates a target for somebody to try to smoke you into, well, look, somebody's wanting to move up. Knowing that you want a certain player, it could get, it could force, you know, it could it, it if if it's known that Miami wants one certain guy, and, and they probably got a couple of guys that they like, but maybe one in particular, then it makes them vulnerable to Cincinnati to call up and say, you know, we're getting a call here. So let's say it's player A, and you are putting it out there that or you, there's an assumption that you're going to take a guy. Well, you don't want that. You don't want to be played. And then also you don't want to have the egg on your face that, well, they wanted this guy and you lost the guy. It's just, it's in today's world, it's bad PR. So I guess the point is, is you're going to hear a lot of that. And people in that got no problem with you putting a chat. Well, I hear, you know, <laughs> yeah, you're going to hear a lot because the media will want you to, I mean, the, the, Teams will want to the media to put certain things out. So it is is done for a purpose. And remember, those who talk don't know. Those who know don't talk. And so keep that in mind, that a lot of that comes about with a purpose, with an initiative. It, it serves no purpose to tell you what you're going to do. Creating an air of ambiguity in a world where everybody wants to know, well, why don't the – Jaguars just come out and say they're going to take Trevor Lawrence. Well, kind of alluded to it. Why don't you just go? My answer is, why would you? Well, the Jets say they're going to take Zach Wilson. Assuming that they're going to, going to take Why would you? What's the benefit of saying this is what you're going to do? You know, there's no, well, what's the point? Why, why is it a problem? Why? Would it help you to say it? It's just not not relevant. You don't know what would happen. Um, I don't want to be dramatic. What if something happens to somebody? What if you come out and say, yep, that's what we plan. We plan on take John Doe. And something really bad happens to John Doe. Then you got egg on your face. You've already publicly stated you're going to draft him at whatever, two. Something bad happens to him. You just, you know, obviously now you're not taking him. You're doing something else. And everybody knows that you were going to take the other guy. Well, the player that you now take thinks, well, yeah, you wanted the other guy. Now you got me. Everybody now knows who you want. Well, Chris, everybody knows who they want anyway. No, you don't. You make an assumption, and that's fine. But you don't know for certain. What they're going to do. So anyway, I think those things are. Uh, important to understand this time of year. A couple of questions before we get into the positions. Um, Nola Jack says, do you know if some teams have downgraded players who opted out in 20? No, you don't. You don't downgrade them for opting out. What potentially hurts you is your ability to play and play well. So by proxy, if somebody played, and performed well, I mean, let's take Jamie Newman. No one's going to, you opted out, by God, I'm just knocking you down a couple of grade levels. No. But the whole point was, had he played and performed well, he could have helped himself. So you want to look at that as a negative by not playing, not the decision as much as what the playing could have done. Does it? make you ask more questions about a guy's competitiveness or maybe even wonder if he's a little selfish? I, you know, that in and of itself, 
is you, it is not necessarily the case, but it, it caused you um maybe a little bit more concern and things that you need to need to work through. So now, um. Rich Coach says, isn't smoking mirrors in order to throw the fans and media off the team's trail of whom they are going? Well, the media, the fans don't really matter a whole lot. But again, as, the, as I said earlier, it throws the media, it, it throws other teams off because the media is putting it out. So I think those things are fine. Um, and then uh, I don't know what, uh, is there a lot of value in the later rounds? LSU talk. Yeah, there is some positions a little more than others. Um, there absolutely is. There's, there's good value. And I think there's in, like in most drafts, I don't think people quite get this, that when you draft each team only have about a hundred, 150 tops players on their board that fits them. I have a lot more because it's 32 teams. And while a lot of the players are the same, some of them differ. So you got more, more names, more people. Um, you will take your, um, entire draft, all of your seven round picks, plus your undrafted free agents. You'll work off of that. So you're, you're in good shape if you do that. Um, your board, every board looks a little different. Rich coach says, well, there's some resistance when you drafted Javon curse. No, we had, again, that is something that. You develop over time. As I said before, if you're arguing at this point, I think there's some, I call them discussions. I think there's some finalizing of grades in terms of separation. We got these fourth round tackles, these fifth round corners. How do we see them? We, we have these, these, five or six guys stacked in the right order in the same grade group is somebody a grade level lore overall. Cause remember you put your, got your area scout, you know, but, but in your crossover and in your, your national grade, but then you've got the overall team grade. Once you put the overall team grade on, I call it the blue grade. When we blue graded a player, Put the grade on them. That's it. That's the the football grade. Now, here's what's happening a little bit more right now. Um, some people may be lowering a player, and everybody has a philosophy of of, of different way of doing it. I'll tell you my philosophy on 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 the board. With the medical grades right now, there's some people that are lowering or putting the medical grade on that may affect the draft status of certain players. You know, um, you know, a lot of people like Landon Dickerson of Alabama, but you know, wonder about medically it may affect them. Caleb Farley, a lot of teams may be concerned about him, but um, all it takes is maybe a couple of teams that doesn't all it takes is one. Um, so anyway, you got to, here's how I do it. So the, the grade has the final football grade on it. And there's a, I think there are two ways to do it. One, um, I don't know if you've ever seen, I call them little buttons, but those little round stickers, colored stickers, um, you can do that or that denotes certain things. I used we call them shields. I don't know if you've ever seen uh, when you were younger in school, if you had those little book report looking things where it was like a, you could see through it, but it was colored. Like there was red, maybe blue and yellow and orange. And, you know, they're like, you know, you, you put the little, you slide them in, it kind of hold the papers together. So maybe you had like a little book report thing. Um, it was that type of material. And on the card, we put, a shield on it. So a certain medical grade would denote like a full medical concern would have a full red shield. If it was a slight one, we might have a half or a little bit, call it a shield, a, a, a medical shield. We had a code for a 
substance abuse. That was a yellow shield. Then we had a character um, shield, which was a blue shield. You can still see the name, the blue shield. This is why I like doing this. Some people, I take them off the board. No, I'm not taking them off the board. I'm not taking them on my team. But he goes up on the board where his football grade puts him. And then I put the shield on him. That is my designation to pass him over. I'm not going to, I'm not going to take him off the board. Somebody might take him and, you know, and, and that's just semantics because the acronym for we're taking him off the board is we wouldn't take him. Well, that's the same thing I'm doing. It's just, I'm not physically taking him off the board. I'm, I'm keeping him up there because I want to know where his football grade is because at some point, Depending upon the situation, how bad medical, how bad chemical abuse, how bad character, at some point, would I consider taking it? Okay, he's the 15th best player in the draft. In the seventh round, would I consider taking him if I'm not happy? Well, you know, I want at least to have that option on my board. I choose to not take him or I choose to take him, but I don't want to lose sight of him. That's how I did it. So there was a player out of Southern Illinois years ago by the name of Damon Jones. He was a tight end. And uh, this is a long time ago, folks. This is 25 years ago. I don't know, 28 years. Uh, it's a long time ago. He was a top 20 player in the draft. Top 20 grade. First round grade. Um, but there was a character issue. I wasn't going to take him. And uh, I think he was he was 19th on our board, the 19th guy stacked in our horizontal board. Had the yellow shield on, I mean the uh, blue shield on him, and wasn't going to take him, of course. Now, would I knew this situation? Would I consider signing him as an undrafted free agent? Would I consider drafting him with an extra seventh round pick? I mean, I, you know. Consider it. The consider it might mean, yeah, we do. No, we don't. I just wanted to have the card up there. A, somebody takes him. He needs to go on that team. We take him off the board and put him on the where he gets drafted. You may not take him, but somebody else might. So you can't lose sight of him. Well, well, actually, uh, in this case, the Bengals took him. And, you know, and that's fine. I probably wouldn't have drafted him in the seventh round due to his situation. Um, but I wanted to, to have it. So I, I grade him where there is football and I put the shield on him. So that's, that's kind of the way uh, you do things. Um, that's the, the, the right process to go through in putting together in the draft board real quick. We're going to get, I need to get onto the AFC South before we run out of time. Um, a, a little time today. Don't want to go too far over. Um, was, uh, what was your scouting evaluations of Kenny Holmes out of Miami? Well, we like Kenny probably overgraded him. Actually, Terrence Newman out of Kansas state was a big physical corner. Um, LSU talk says New York Jets fans are hard to please. Was Jeff Lagerman the worst first round choice? Uh, in recent memory, well, they had a few. That was certainly one of them. I don't know. I have to think about it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Is F-R-K-N-K-R. Do you read my comment? Yeah, I don't understand some. It premiered better than the past than now. I don't know what you mean. Where am I from? From Louisiana originally. Um, and what's my favorite team? Don't have a favorite team. I've worked in the league a long time and do work for a lot of teams in the league and college. I coached at LSU, um, but do a lot of things for a lot of different programs. And when you, when you get to work in it, you really kind of develop relationships and you really don't. It's one of the fun things about it is it doesn't matter who wins or loses. Uh, I want everybody to be successful and win, but the reality is, um, well, the winners, you got losers, uh, but I don't have any favorites. I, I enjoy watching it regardless who wins. All right, AFC South. 
So we move on. Um, Deshaun Watson situation is is certainly taken over the storyline for that organization and that team. Look, I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about that. I don't know what's going to come of it. We'll see. But the quarterback situation will have to be addressed at some point. It does not mean, well, what quarterback are they going to take in this draft? Don't know. Don't know if they're going to have someone available at the right spot to take one. You don't just waste a pick on a quarterback to say, yeah, draft that quarterback. There he is. Boom. We drafted him. There he is. How do you grade him? How do you feel he can help you? That's the real key. But certainly the future there is big. They also need two defensive linemen. It was the worst run defense in the NFL last year. They missed DJ Reader. They signed Malik Collins. They need help there. They need two guards. Um, they traded from Marcus Cannon. They signed Lane Taylor. But the interior block, blocking on both sides, really poor. Um, so you've got both sides of the line of scrimmage has really deteriorated in Houston. They need help at corner. They signed uh, Terrence Mitchell and Alex Erickson. We'll get to the evaluation of those guys in a second, but they were bad defending the run. Um, they were probably just as bad defending the pass. Really bad. They signed Justin Britt at center. Got some issues there. So the interior of the offensive line is bad. Um, edge rusher. Uh, they don't have much there opposite Whitney merciless. Um, signed Chris Connolly, not enough receiver help. Um, they need a compliment to Justin Reed at safety. Uh, Desmond King and Terrence Brook, I think can help, but maybe a young guy at the right spot. Um, tight end, just lots of drop balls, not much there. Running back depth, a lot of needs for that team. Um, what have they done? Cameron Johnson, the punter, um, was re-signed. Terrence Marshall, corner from the Browns, um, signed with the Texans. He was thrust in that lineup. Uh, due to the injury to Gritty Williams, and played pretty well. He's a really good tackler. Not a bad signing for them, two-year deal. They signed Jordan Jenkins from the Jets. He's 15 sacks in two years, but he's really dropped off. His place dropped off a little. Um, he's better off as the second pass rusher, and that's kind of what he is and what his role is going to be. The target potential. Edge rusher. Merciless, I mentioned, still very good. Need somebody on the other side. He's 31. It may be, if not the worst, one of the worst depth edge rush depth uh, charts in the league. Um, obviously, we're dealing with a second-round pick. You're dealing with a different level of guy. Carlos Basham. Ronnie Perkins, Patrick Jones type. Could use an outside receiver, as you mentioned. Brandon Cooks is under contract for three more years. See if he continues to play. Texans lost Will Fuller to free agency. Um, when he was sidelined, Chad Henson played over Isaiah Coulter and Hanson. Um, was let go. Chris Connolly is the number two outside receiver. He's on a one-year contract. Must need Tommy Brown, Tylen Wallace, Seth Williams. Candidates maybe third roundish. Talked about the defensive line, defensive tackle. The interior defensive line was a mess. Blaylock was a brutal as a rookie. Brandon Dunn couldn't hold up against the run. Um, got some issues there. Center we talked about. Guard is a need too. Um, they were thirty second in rushing the football. Maybe somebody like a Quinn Miners is something that they might add. Um, and then outside corner. They have one answer with Bradley Roby, but Vernon Hargraves was picked on last year. One-year contract. Um, they'll be switching more to uh, a cover two look. 
with um with Lovey Smith. So the Kelvin Josephs, you know, will you know probably he'll be gone. But Adebo, Melifanu, look, they they don't have a ton of picks, and they got a lot of needs. They may be in as worse shape as anybody in the league right now. When you look at the totality of Deshaun Watson's probably not coming back. We don't know his situation, but the likelihood of him coming back in Houston. So you don't have a quarterback. <clears throat> you don't have a good roster. You have bad morale, and you don't have a lot of picks, including not having a number one. I mean, other than that, how bad are they? That's that's a team that was competing, and and quite frankly, the the team to beat in that division for quite you know for quite some time, and and they've fallen off. Indianapolis, um, tough loss when. Costanzo announces retirement. Um, he's graded out top 10, top 12 pass protect in the last several years. On defense, he got a major hole on the edge. Uh, the edge defenders ranked 25th in combined pass rush efficiency. Um, they won 11 games and made the playoffs. They actually played Buffalo pretty well, lost a close game. Where do they go from here? It's a it's a deep tackle draft. They're going to have to address it and and probably plug and play a starter, or they're going to have to do something with making a move on the pro side. Carson Wentz is signed. We know that was the biggest need. There's a lot of optimism there. Carson Wentz played for Frank Wright. Is there a reason to believe that? That could be an upgrade. Left tackle. Look, Sam TV is not the answer. So they got to get the answer. And they're probably going to have to be a plug-and-play guy. Defensive end. Justin Houston is not as productive. He's nearing retirement. You know, that was an, you know, an issue in watching him play last year. T.Y. Hilton um, re-signed. Still got some play left in him. They re-signed Xavier Rhodes. Um, Malik Hooker has not quite been the player that I thought he would be. Injury issues has really retarded his development. Um, you know, linebackers a need. Look what they've done in free agency. Okay, signed Chris Reed from the Panthers. The guard was forced in the starting lineup because of injury last year. And Carolina did a really nice job. Is a quality rotational guy, backup guy. Isaac Rochelle, the defensive tackle from the Chargers, uh, is a adequate run stuffer. Uh, Xavier Rose that we mentioned, resign. Um, the, the one thing that I would wonder about is the injuries because he's had a history of them and he's now 31. The guy can play, and when he's been healthy, he's played very well, and he's played like a true shutdown corner. So that's a positive. Um, T.Y. Hilton, you know, is going to need to get a little bit more in tune with Carson Wentz than he did with Phillip Rivers early on, and then we just talked about Malik Hooker's situation. Um, Marlon Mack. Is a solid back that's, you know, I think a real quality number two. Uh, if he can stay healthy toward the Achilles, and that was a big problem. Um, so let's look at left tackle targets. Right tackle set with Brandon Smith, and I think he has a chance to be a good long-term answer there. But the left tackle, and, you know, we got Quentin Nelson. So somebody that's going to come in is likely going to line up against as good a guard as there is in football. So where would they go? I mean, I think you look at where some of the options are at tackle, where it may fall um, come draft night, is <clears throat> would a Vera Tucker slip? Probably not. Would Darashaw be there? That would be great value. I think Tevin Jenkins Maybe, you know, Mayfield or Leatherwood, they, they, that's maybe a little bit of a reach, but they may do that. Um, they may do that at 21. We'll see. I think they'll be 
a good tackle. One of them will be there. Sewell will be gone. I expect Tucker to be gone. I expect Slater to be gone. I think between Darashaw, Jenkins, Mayfield, I think they're three guys out of those three guys. One of those guys will be there. That's my guess. If not, then they've got to look at a Sam Cosme or a Alex Leatherwood or Dylan Radness or Jackson Corman, but left tackle guys, that might be something. Let's look for them to maybe make a move. If they want to, if you see some of those tackles coming off the board, they certainly like to move up. Uh, the top three edge rushers, that played last year, Justin Houston, Danico Autry, and um, um, al Muhammad um, were all free agents. They don't blitz a whole lot. So um, they need better edge rushers. Um, DeForest Buckner is a player, but you can't do it all. Um, they need an outside corner. Xavier Rhodes, one thing. Um, they, you know, He's a good cover two corner. He's a good fit there. Um, you know, uh, that's in terms of value and as much as the left tackle need is there, I don't think you'll force the pick there either. I think you have to maybe make a trade. You have to do something, but you, you have to look at a JC Horn or a Greg Newsom, uh, there in consideration because that is that a very important position there. Obviously you need to have some physicality. You need to have some toughness there. Um, Jacksonville they have more cap space than anybody heading into the league. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence, quarterback need at the top. I, that's they'll that's what they'll do. But let's start thinking about that. Let's kind of get off that a little bit since that's pretty obvious. what they're going to do there got to surround this guy immediately. They franchise cam Robinson in the hopes that they can become a really good player. And he's just not that yet. Um, he has left tackle feet, left tackle potential. They've got to get it out of him. Uh, but that's left tackle <clears throat> improvement in house is something they need to look at. And certainly We'll get to the options, but um, in the draft, but they they absolutely maybe need to add a young guy at that spot. Absolutely need to add a young guy at that spot, I should say. Defensive tackle, they really miss Calais Campbell. That's been a big issue there. Uh, Ray Robertson, Harris, Tyson Alialu, and Jihan Ward are guys that have got some experience in the league that can be serviceable, but they've got to upgrade a defensive tackle. It's not a deep year. We'll see if one of those tackles, top of the second round, could be the pick. We'll get into that in a second. Safety, they signed Rayshon Jenkins. That's a big need. They need to bolster the middle of that defense. Safety's big. Corner, Sidney Jones um, wasn't a real fit. They need help across from C.J. Henderson, who's a player. Signed Shaq Griffin. They need a tight end, a huge hole there. Um, Edge rush depth, don't have much behind Josh Allen and Kalewan Chason. Depth at running back. Uh, Carlos Hyde is a guy that can fit a role, but you've got to get somebody with a little bit more special run skills. What have they done in free agency? Jamal Agnew uh, is one of the top kick returners in the league. Um, Shaq Griffin missed a handful of games. Um, Never looked quite the same when he came back from the injury, but the guy's got a lot of ability. When he's been healthy, he's played very well. Marvin Jones uh, is coming off a good season um, with the Lions. Uh, and, he, and he really stepped up when Kenny Dalladay was signed, uh, was uh, was injured. But he is 31. Rayshon Jenkins, uh, I think, has made some nice improvements in his game. But I misses too many tackles for me at safety, but he's got some ability. Ray Robertson Harris, the defensive end, defensive tackle, rotational guy with the Bears, um, was missed last year. He was on injured reserve. I think he's a quality guy. I think he's 
not a great player. It's very solid guy that can play multiple spots fairly well. I think he's a good rotational guy and a really good signing. Aubrey Jones, nearing 30, but he can still play pretty well. Um, so hoping with what they have that they've got something. Um, Sidney Jones, we talked a little bit about him. He struggled in Philadelphia. He's still young. They're hoping it can turn his career around. They're gambling on that. Dede Westbrook um, could be a nice option in the slot next year. Played just two games because of the torn ACL last year, but he's got some ability. Still pretty young at 27. Talked about Cam Robinson. He was put the tag was put on him. You know, uh, the former second round pick. He's been nearly a bust, but they think maybe they can push him with the right guy. We'll see. And Tyler Shatley is, is, gives them some interior offensive line depth, center guard ability, a backup guy, um, serviceable. <clears throat> the quarterback situation we've talked about, the slot corner, let's get to that. Um, Urban likes to play aggressive man coverage. Joe Cullen comes over and is a heavy man cover coach. From the Ravens, two studs on the perimeter in Henderson and Jack Griffin. Neither can play the slot well. So, see, a lot of times you can find an outside guy and you move one of your starters into the slot. Folks, that slot position is a starter position. Um, Sidney Jones, we just talked about, he can't play the slot. So, they've got three outside guys. They don't have, they are devoid of a starting slot corner. That needs with three quarters of the passing attempts coming out of three wide receiver sets, folks, you've got to be able to play the slot. It's a full-time position. Got to be addressed. So, you know, um, it, they've got the 25th pick, but uh, Trevon Moore be the answer. He's a guy that can play inside in the slot, be a big guy, play some safety. It's an option there. Asante Samuel may be um, – Aaron Robinson, maybe a little later. Um, Elijah Molden, guys like that. Left tackle. So, going to give Cam Robinson a shot, put the tag on him, but that's a one year. Let's see if you can do it. Doesn't have ties to the new contract. Contract expires after this year. He's been a low-end left tackle starter, and they're going to need better blindside protection than previous staff was able to provide previous um, quarterback hat. So at 25, we just rinse and repeat, right, with Indianapolis. Offensive tackle, who's going to be there? Same guys, Darisha. Um, you go down Leatherwood and Radness and Eichenberg, um, Cosme. A little bit later, Jackson Carmen, James Hudson, and Spencer Brown. They're gonna need they're gonna need help at tackle. And then they really need a F back, a move tight end for this offense. That's what Urban likes, what he's traditionally liked, and I think that's what he's gonna want. Um they need a Jordan Reed, John O. Smith type guy. Brevin Jordan fits that mold. Now, if you're looking for online tight end, certainly Fryermuth and Tommy Tremble and Hunter Long, but that's that's just some of the options here. Brevin Jordan would be a good fit for that F back. That's that's what he's really uh, all about. And the Tennessee Titans got a potential star, a a star quality player in A.J. Brown. Not potential. He's he's actually seen it. He's productive. He's been among the best um, receivers at getting depth in his routes off the line of scrimmage. And he's really, really good. Um, he's a true number one. You've got to focus your coverage against him. Um, but they need some help. Corey Davis departed. Jono Smith is departed. Um, Arthur Smith is departed as the play caller now with Atlanta. Um, defensively, the overall, it's secondary. 
It got rid of Odori Jackson and Malcolm Butler and Desmond King, slot receiver, walked. Uh, they did sign uh, Jackrabbit Janoris Jenkins to man one of the outside spot. And um, I think Kristen Fulton is, is going to be a player and is going to play opposite him. Jenkins was actually pretty good for the Saints last year, graded up pretty well. Uh, and I think Fulton's pretty good. Um, and then Kevin Johnson's kind of been bouncing the slot and outside for the past couple of years. So that's an area that they'll have to look at. Let's get into, you know, edge rushers. Their pass rush was not very good, so they signed Bud Dupree. Um, linebacker, he re-signed um, J1 Brown, and he would have been difficult to replace. Corey Davis moved on. They signed Josh Reynolds at receiver. We went over that. Corners, we just talked about uh, that situation. Janoris Jenkins and Kevin Johnson helps. And in, in the great thing about making those moves in free agency is it plugs a hole so that it allows you to be true to your draft board a little bit more. Tackle, we all know about the bust of Isaiah Wilson. Um, they signed Kendall Lamb. He is a reserve guy, an insurance guy, not a consistent quality starter. Um, defensive tackle. They signed Danico Archery to need there. And then we'll see if at some point, if they lack a quarterback to maybe begin to groove behind Danny Hill. I don't know. Bud Dupree is a really good player. The Steelers missed him down the stretch. I thought it was a big problem for them in Pittsburgh, not being able to finish a lot of games and not having him was a big part of it. Kevin Johnson from the Browns, um, he struggled last year, mainly due to injuries. He has graded out very well in the slot. Uh, when he's been healthy. So that is a healthy, you got you got something there. Janoris Jenkins, we just talked about, but he's also 32. Let me add that. Danico Autry can play inside and outside on the defensive line. Jack of all trades, multiple spots, like that versatility that he can bring. Um, Josh Reynolds has done pretty well as the Rams' third receiver. Since uh, Brandon Cooks left the team, he's certainly got some value. Um, Jayon Brown, we talked about the re-sign there. This guy's an underrated linebacker, particularly when it comes into coverage. Uh, he's graded out very well. It's 26. Um, uh, Guskowski got off to a rush start, but but finished strong at place kicker. Anthony Ferkser, uh, the tight end, the RFA, it was their solid as their second tight end last year. Um, so let's take a look at it. Outside receiver. Between Corey Davis, Adam Humphreys, John O. Smith, they have about 250 available targets available in the league. Finding A.J. Brown some help is big priority. Um, where would they go at 22? Who's going to be there? I expect the top three are going to be gone. Do they dip into the high second-round value? Terrence Marshall. They like big guys, so Terrence Marshall will probably be more amenable to them than say an Elijah Moore, but Elijah Moore to me would be some good value. Would they dip into say Rashad Bateman is a really good player or, you know, that they pass a better player on the board at another spot. Talked about outside corner. Talk about Jenkins and Johnson, but if JC Horn's on the board, if Greg Newsom's on the board, you got to consider that. At 53, Asante Samuel, Melifanu, Tyson Campbell, some other options. Tight end. Um, now, they, they're they a big tight end personnel team. They, they over 50% of the time, they line up in two tight ends, and they got only first score back. He was the backup. Um, and he's, you know, somebody that, whether it's Tommy Tremble or Hunter Long, Trey McKitty makes some sense for them. Fryermuth, Brevin Jordan would be their F back. Move tight end. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. And then strong safety. Um, for Carl was a cap casualty. Um, Amani Hooker 
hasn't quite played out. So again, at 22, Morig, um, you know, Paris Ford down the road. Those are some of the options. So that's a look at the AFC South this afternoon at 4 p.m. Central. We're going to continue this series and we're going to do the AFC West. Uh, and a reminder um, that we are going to be on every day this week at 4 p.m. Central. And then uh, we'll do it next week. And we've got the full NFL draft show. Take you pick by pick. Um, have a lot of fun with that. Um, check out all the scouting reports and all the draft boards over at LandryFootball.com. A couple of questions here. Um, Tony says, uh, morning, Chris, you said all the teams are done with their draft boards. Wonder what Jim's doing the last week before the draft, but they're not done with their draft boards, Tony. That's the point. They're not done with their draft boards. They're finishing and finalizing their draft boards and we'll do so say by this weekend. Um, but you're not done. You're still gathering more medical information. You're still making sure on the security checks on the players. You are making sure and kind of doubling back on your board, making sure that there are no gaps. There's no, again, making sure if you got, you know, six fourth round graded receivers that they're in the right order and make sure that you do all the fine tuning. You also, I always spent time, Tony, even though I'm going to get through my entire draft and I'm going to sign all my undrafted free agents off my draft board, you have, what we call before nine grades were what we call priority free agents. If the draft boards pick clean or we didn't want to take somebody that was still on our draftable board because they had a character or medical issue, I needed, I wanted to make sure. And we spent a lot of time on that to make sure that we put the four nine grades, which there usually are plentiful, we got them all in the right order at each position. So my point is, is draft boards pick clean. Got to add a guard. We're going with this guy first, offer this guy first, this guy second. I mean, we, we're going down in order. We're not just hopscotching. We got a plan. Uh, the other thing that we're trying to do is we're that last week. Once let's just assume so that they're not finalized with the draft board yet. Let's get to the point where, because by this weekend, I wanted to have, um, by by Friday, I wanted to have the the position boards done, the vertical boards done. Then I wanted to spend on the horizontal board, stacking them. So that becomes a little bit of where you're looking at guys. If you've done it right, you take all the seven zero grades, put them in the right. Take all the six nine grades, put them in the right. Take all the six five grades. I uh, got a lot more of those guys. Okay. Six, four, great. Even more of those guys. Six, oh, even more of those. Five, nine, even more of those. Five, five, even more of those. That'll take you up to about 200 players. You want to make sure that they're in the right order. So you spend a lot of time on that, and you will spend Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, good four days on that. You know, good 12 hours, food brought in, you go through it. You may say, boy, you know, look, I, yeah, yeah, we all see this is the order of these three guys, but man, I'm not sure about the next three. I, I, I think this, I think that, we think that. Let's get the tape. We'll, we'll, we'll decide it right now. Everybody's in here. Remember, speak now, wherever hold your peace. You're done. Don't be going on and saying, oh, I think we should have done. No, say it here. Period. So we, we do all that then. So we get to that point. The one, the, the top overall ball, the horizontal board is done. Then you do spend a lot of time on scenarios. What I tried to do is remember the whole well, draft board, draft trade charts, draft trade charts that you read to me are useless. They're only a guide from a universal historical trading sense, which is okay. I got to marry the point totals for each of the picks in the draft. I married up to my draft board after I've set up the 150 board. So now I can equate the numbers because I know where the drop-off points are. So it might be, so 
again, and this is why it's so important to understand this. If you got a guy that you think is the third best player in the draft, but he's still there at 15, and you make a trade up to 10, and you move up five spots, people might say, well, you know, it's only worth this. Well, it's only worth that historically for that spot, but now you're going to get that player. That means an awful lot to you that you think is worth third. You've got to factor that in. So I'm not going to offer them the form. I'm not going to over offer them because I know they're working off that chart, but I'm working off that chart. Plus my chart that says I'd be willing to go even more. I'm not going to offer it, but I'm willing to go even more. So let's just say it's a third to move to a certain spot. You know, I I would play around with it, and they might say, I'd absolutely do it for a third. Somebody offers me a third. I might say, you know what? I can do it for a third, but I need a sweetener. How about we? You throw in the six. How about you? We switch spots in the fourth, which maybe I'll go up 15 spots. They're think they're happy. They're getting a great deal. They're getting great value. But because I've got the third player on my draft board that can get a 10, hey, that's worth a lot. So you can't just equate the slots to numbers. You have to do that and equate the player you can get at that slot. That's the real determining factor. So I spent a lot of time on that, making sure that I finalized that and had that in order. And I we spent a lot of time going through um, may, maybe scenarios and who might be there and what do we do? Okay, these guys are all gone. What do we do? Well, we try to move out and what would you be willing to do? Again, your desire to move out is relative to who's on the board and how how fanned out your board is with a number of players that'll determine where you want to move out how far you want to move down right and how willing you are to move down if you got your guy not only do you want to stay and not move out you might even want to consider moving up you go through those scenarios beforehand so you have a plan you have a game plan and then you just got to react to the moment of as the players coming off the board so you're spending a lot of time gathering information a lot of time you know, verifying. Now, I will tell you this year, everybody's a little bit late in getting all the information on medicals. So it is not normal this year. It is definitely more abnormal, abnormal relative to the medicals. So that's kind of thrown a, a wrench into it. Uh, do the Dolphins need a running back? Are they looking for one or two in the draft? Yeah, we talked about that, Spartan Martin. On uh, We went over that. I don't know if you heard it. We went through the AFC East on Monday, and we went through their running back situation. Uh, we talked about how that factored into their needs, how much of a priority, and who the targets would be. So, yeah, ab- absolutely, I think at the right spot there would be. What are your thoughts on Brandon Ayuk going forward? Do you think he can take the next step, become a stud? I think Brandon can become a good player. I do. I think he's got some playmaking ability. All those slow starts, not as easy as people think at receiver. With all the side adjustments, uh, it's quite uh, quite the challenge. So I I still am holding out hope that it can be a really good player for them um, as they go forward. Uh, folks, a reminder, check out uh, the show this afternoon, 4 p.m. Central, as we'll go through the NFC West. That's correct. The Denver Broncos, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Las Vegas Raiders, and the Los Angeles Chargers. We're going to go through those rosters, go through the needs, go through everything, work our way through the league. A reminder, if you're not yet a member of LandryFootball.com, what are you waiting for? Get the horizontal board. Get the vertical boards. Understand what those things mean, how draft boards are truly set up. Get scouting reports on all of those players. We got it all for you. We'll take you inside each and every team's draft room on the clock. Draft room analysis for each of the teams. We got it all for you there. So check it out today. Spread the word, if you would, about our draft show. Uh, Make it a big party. Up to you guys. Bringing as many of your friends. Look, it's 
free. You come into the chat room. You're going to be able to catch it right here on twitch.tv slash Chris Landry Football. Uh, Landry Football on Facebook. Um, uh, the YouTube channel, Landry Football. You can you can catch it any of those um, uh, streaming devices, uh, uh, streaming platforms. So check it out. No excuse. Be a part of it. Look, I understand you may not be able to be there for eight hours. I have to be. I don't know if I'm going to survive, what, six, seven, eight hours. But we're going to give it a shot anyway. So come and help and um, and keep me company and and uh, certainly join us. Spread the word uh, about what we're doing right here and particularly uh, the draft that will give you something that's a little bit unique and uh, certainly better than um, what the, the normal stale stuff of well, I think this and I think that will give you some real understanding of why teams are doing it and whether I think it makes sense or doesn't make sense. We're going to get to a lot of that. So check it out. Um, it's 5 p.m. Eastern time this afternoon, 4 p.m. Central. Check us out. We'll talk to you then talking AFC West. Have a great day, everybody. Talk to you later today. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.